Chaser we're starting off there with something that probably could have uh, like passed for a Halloween episode. I don't think we kind of had a an episode just falling uh, in the right space. But yeah, that was a band called Frog Lord with a song called Sam Hain, which is fantastic. I, I gather Frog Lord have been doing quite a few bits and pieces um, over this last year. But yeah, this is the first one that I've kind of uh, latched onto really. So yeah, Swamp Records have released this, um, but they're from Bristol. And um, yeah, this is just amazing, Pete. Really, really cool. Um, kind of reminds me of uh, the, the old Black Widow song from possibly the late 70s called uh, Come to the Sabbath, that kind of ritualistic hammer horror sort of vibe. Um, Sam Hain being Halloween, I presume. Yeah, yeah, it came out on Halloween. It's It does have that kind of proto-doom, proto-metal feel to it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they, like you say, the come out of nowhere come out of lockdown i think it might even be a solo um out yeah. from from bristol you know and not the first frog obsessed doom band we've come across you know, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like goblin smoker and like philo medusa and I, I swear there's more as well but uh you know that's a strange world of doom um and i don't i, I don't know how i've not we've not played them so far because you know it's really it's you know obviously it's it's daft you know just on the face of it musically it's really cool there was a you know there's a load of really cool tracks that came out on halloween uh like one-off releases i think that you know that's that you know in the digital age the fact that people can just put single tracks out now i think it makes for a lot of fun for events like that and this was the best of them by miles of things i heard um i think you know of all the, the album releases of prior in the past this one feels like it's got more of a stomp to it um, as well as kind of you know that that what you were alluding to before in terms of um, the that old you know metal sound to it also it, the bits of which reminded me like jam room era clutch but mixed with the misfits um, which you know of course is inevitably a good thing and just one um, one final thing kind of unrelated to that I found I worked something out the other day kind of based on the podcast so. This is the 152nd podcast done, but, you know, several of those, you know, at the start, there was a lot of interviews. We've done kind of year, you know, year end reviews. So this is the 112th uh, new release podcast. So prior to this podcast, we'd played 999 songs. That's a thousandth song we played. Wow. You know, most of which <laughs> have been done in the last two years, which, um, you know, which is incredible. And, and I love the fact that we've been able to, you know, play a thousand, you know, songs today to you know and put that out there and hopefully given a bit more exposure to it. And, and it's unbelievable that we've sat here and you know talked crap about a thousand songs a thousand that, songs that we've done it yeah that's, um, that's weird isn't it yeah 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 cool yeah definitely i mean um yeah it's kind of amazing like that we've done a thousand like it goes in such a flash that you kind of forget that you know, you're going through nine an episode and, and it's every week and we sort of, as soon as we've published, we're looking for the next nine and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's quite cool to sort of know that um, it's added up to that much. And, you know, there's a, a at least, well, you know, there's probably not a thousand bands, but there's a thousand people out there who've, you know, had their music played. And um, yeah, it's a good feeling. It's a, and it's a great feeling when people come back and say, you know, I loved hearing this sort of thing. So, yeah, feel proud of this podcast. Um, I, I guess as ever, it's the Nine Hertz podcast. We're sort of going through nine more tracks um, that we found via Bandcamp or submissions or just sort of like heard on the grapevine through the heavy uh, underground uh, this week, basically. Um, talking of which, um, the next one is uh, one of my favorite bands, actually. I, I know, um, Pete, we've seen them together maybe uh, before yes. um, and they've been going years and years. Uh, Enablers uh, from San Francisco. And they, yeah, they, they kind of, 
they plow a very um interesting individualistic foro um you know the music is very much of uh, of the post rock post punk post everything kind of vibe um but pete simonelli the frontman, is um poet uh, by trade he kind of is a performance poet he, he kind of brings a bit of that into the band and they've um actually had their um album output negative space which is one of my favorites uh, reissued by human worth who we've played pretty much everything by on this podcast so far because they're putting out amazing stuff uh it actually came out in 2004 so it's been around a fair whack now i mean that's um that's nearly 20 years and and you know it's um it still sounds as fresh as it did then i think the the, the sort of film noir thing that they, they get like labeled with does them a disservice to be honest like in terms of how deep this goes and how how sort of storytelling forms a lot of what they do um output negative space is possibly like the most um accessible one i guess there's there's a lot of um other al- albums that are kind of a bit more obtuse and, and strange um but yeah if you've never checked them out then this this two minute sort of slice um will really kind of um maybe pique your interest so pete i know you're not the biggest fan of this band in in, in the world but um like what an achievement like uh, this long as a band and what a nice um sort of package they've put together for human worth yeah yeah and human worth you know doing the you know it's like percentage to charity as well and so yeah that's you know it's a really really cool idea and like kind of rebirth of this album um yeah in, in terms of when we went to see them i'm pretty sure we didn't you support them was i think we played we yeah which is yeah, really strange yeah. as well I yeah it was a sunday and just, nobody was there it was weird yeah and i just jumped in the van with him as you drove up and it was, I mean, back then I'd listen to, you know, I'd listen to Stone Oracles to like Fu Manchu and like to hear kind of a, a poet playing, you know, like talking over the top of post-metal. I was like, you know, I, I just felt like I wasn't um, grown up enough to like that music then. And I was <laughs> uh, assumed my musical taste would mature one day. Um, and, and, you know, largely they haven't, you know, I just about got neurosis <laughs> at one point. Um, but, uh, but, you know, this is, you know, I haven't. I can't say I've listened to them much, and uh, you know, in the intervening years since whenever that was. Um, but it's it's still not my thing. But I think I get it now. Whereas I didn't, you know, previously. You know, I get why this is, um, you know, is appealing and and like loved and most of all unique. You know, and, and that they've definitely got that about them. Yeah, definitely. So Pete's got like a a very unique way of. Um twisting words out of like the smoke in a room and I think that's kind of what I I really appreciate about him and to watch him live is is to watch him kind of weave this magic in front of you so yeah and the, the band like are heads down and like incredibly talented like um I think me and uh our former drummer um Fred um went to see him a few times in Nottingham and um they were like steaming drunk on stage they were like swigging whiskey and and all sorts and they were playing note perfect. We could not work out how um, they they were just putting it together like that. They were just, you know, when someone's kind of like falling out of a kebab shop <laughs> in the middle of the night, they were that drunk, but they, they were managing to sort of play this note perfect. So, and it's not, you know, easy music to play. It's quite sort of complicated and, you know, it's quite um, rigidly musical. So, yeah, very, very odd. But yeah, I, I love the fact that Human Worth, of, of all places, has, has put this out as a reissue and um, they've done a really sort of good package. And I think it's kind of a tribute uh, to their original drummer who sadly passed away. So yeah, nice little um, 
nice little touch to the past here. So yeah, this is um, output negative space and you can get the reissue still. I think there's, there's plenty of copies left at humanworth.bandcamp.com. memory buckles the street lamps throws distended through heavy shafts of rain the reissue of Enablers Output Negative Space that was the title track there on Human Worth Recordings absolutely brilliant stuff so we're going on to something a little bit heavier now so um, Pete you've picked this band called Sun Below and it's kind of um, this kind of smoky mountain um, sort of like um, landscape that greets you on the uh, on the cover of this and it's got a dragon I've just spotted as well it doesn't it it to me, that looks like it should be a, like a, a com- completely strange doom band or a power metal band, and it just does not sound like that, does it? Well, so well, yeah, I don't know. I, I get it. I, I had like strong, like fuzzy stoner rock vibes. Were you thinking something else? I was thinking kind of um, like really balls out metal on this, just from the the, right, the sort of fonts and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, I mean. Uh, there is, you know, I think there's like a wizard uh, smoking on there. there, there there's obviously, you know, the song titles on this is called Cromwell Neanderthal, um, an unwavering idolation of weed throughout, you know, from every single facet, which is, um, you know, stoner and doom um, typical. 
it, it, it's been a while since I've listened to something which is pretty straight up. You know, it, it brings doesn't bring much new to kind of Stoda Rock table, which I've really enjoyed. But for some reason, just sat there the other day, I just this just kicked in and um, and it just felt right. You know, it's the the thick, slightly distorted tone and the the, the kind of the vocals kind of threw me slightly. They're kind of uh, more forceful than you'd expect. They're almost chanting at the start, but you know, the longer the song goes on, it kind of relaxes into itself and it sort of becomes more like the kind of the late 90s, early noughties European stoner rock sound, you know, the you know typically Scandinavian bands who, you know, Dozer and the like. Um, and it's just this high and happy sound. And that's just, you know, that's built to make me smile. And it, yeah, it just, it just clicked with me this. Yeah, I mean, they call themselves heavy sativa rock, and I think that's perfect for the the sounds they've kind of captured here. And yeah, it just kind of like you say, they're not bringing anything new to the table, but sometimes that's all you need. And it, when it's done so well and so you know convincingly, then it doesn't matter, does it at all? Mm-hmm. Brilliant stuff. So yeah, we're going to play a song called Cronwall Neanderthal. Uh, this is by a band called Sun Below. You can get it at sunbelow.bandcamp.com.
So that was a band called Sun Below. Um, on, a, on a sort of similar bent, I guess, uh, this is my choice this week. Um, Apollo 80, who've uh, put out a record, um, which, yeah, to me, just kind of has, has kind of renewed my love for Stone Rock. Sometimes I'm a bit jaded about it, and I, I sometimes think, oh, it's all been done before, and, and you know, that's by the by, really. And then now and again, something just comes along and kind of um, shocks me and, and kind of, um, like, awakes me to, to sort of like the, that sound again. Uh, this is it. Like, I absolutely love this. So um, it's on a label called Sonic Effect Records and uh, Cosmic Artifacts. I've never heard of those before, but yeah, I just thought this was great. Um, band from Perth, Australia. And uh, yeah, it's just a very sort of straight up stoner rock psychedelic record. I, I just thought it was fantastic. Sounds really full. Um, just sounds like you're on a sort of like groove train with this one, really. So uh, what did you make of this, Pete? I mean, it's it's not really very similar to the last one, but it's uh, it's got that sort of spirit of Stone Rock in it uh, all the yeah. way through. I thought from the same school, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you picked it because um, because I'm stupid because I I heard this you know I heard this a, a little while back, not too long ago. But and, and when I saw you on your submission list, I thought I, I would immediately start replying, and we've already played them. And then I looked, and for some reason, um, I never did. So despite listening to this album loads, um, I, you know, I've, I've somehow kind of missed it. And uh, it's great that you're rectifying. Oh, my excellent. Mistake. Yeah, um, yeah it, you know, I found them on their last album, which I think was their first album, because which has got this wonderful kind of sci-fi stoner rock artwork to it. Yeah, and then, you know, you listen to this, you kind of see their appeal, you know, it just kind of beams out of it. There's, you know, there's layers of distorted guitars. Like, I, I, I really love how the kind of lethargic vocals are buried within that fuzz. It reminds me of The Heads, you know, a band I yeah. really, really love. Um, and you know, the, the, this bit, there's you know passages where the track drops out for what feels like an age, you know, and it just seems to be like lost within itself. And that's like like the best of heavy sight does and should do. Um, and yeah, the, you know, the, there are a good, you know, heavy psych and stoner rock, and like you say, again, maybe nothing massively new, but just you know, high quality. Yeah, and I think that's what I, I kind of wanted to uh, portray. Really, it's, it's just such a a layered record and um like you say again it brings very little new to that sort of a genre really but it's just done with such focus and and uniqueness that i think uh, yeah it really kind of jumped out at me really so um the record's called beautiful beautiful desolation i have to say that last record has the better title lizard 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 um but you can get this at apollo80.bandcamp.com we're gonna play a song called lung beers
Okay, that was a band called Apollo 80. Uh, absolute brilliant stuff. The album's called Beautiful, Beautiful Desolation. Uh, next up, we've got a band called Throneless from uh, Malmo in Sweden. And um, yeah, this is a lot more filthy. This is a lot more dark. This is just, it's its kind of horrific, really. I mean, I think the um, the artwork on this and, and the whole feel of it just feels steeped in, in maybe like tar or something. I absolutely love this. Like very sludgy, very heavy. Love it. So Pete, where did you find this one? I've, I've heard them, you know, heard them for the, I think this is their third album and the first two really good, you know, every kind of listened to them throughout the kind of, well, from when I first heard them and um, they, they always get, you know, there's always been comparisons to Conan kind of surrounding them, you know, and, and you can see why it's, you know, there, there are kind of, similar elements within there but you know you feel like they've got enough divergence from that to have their own individuality um you know it's that kind of the gut rumbling low and deep sound you know which is glorious and then this high on fire-esque like rolling momentum that just sounds like thunder you know it's, it's, it's addictive um and you know it well like about this song in particular it's it kind of uses its i think it's eight and a half minutes long it uses that length to kind of slow down its pace in the middle, you know, and that just gives it a broader appeal. It like gives it something open and adventurous, you know, and a, and a gravitas that you can really feel. I think they've nailed it here. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it just overwhelms you. Um, it kind of pulls you in uh, as if you're going to go under this tar. Uh, amazing stuff. Um, someone's actually called it coma-inducing bottomless doom. I think that's that's perfect as a description. So I don't think we can actually um, better that. So yeah, we can play this on Lion Tamer. It's off an album called Pariah, and you can get this at thronelessdoom.bandcamp.com.
So that was a band called Phoneless, uh, absolutely amazing stuff there. So we're going a little bit faster with this next band called Lizarel, um, who have put out a record called New Human Standard on Middleman Records. Now, Middleman Records, um, we played a band called Static Intervals um, probably a few years ago now. Um, and we thought, you know, this is a brilliant label and they're putting out some really interesting stuff. Um, since then, they've actually sort of switched to sort of interview podcasts and um, I listened to a few and that they're sort of like very in-depth and um, quite honest um, appraisals of bands and, and kind of interviews with people who are in interesting bands. Like a lot of them I've not heard of, which is fantastic because, you know, it's, I think it's maybe like, I think they're based in Indiana. It might be based around the scene around there. So, um, you know, if Middleman want to get in touch and just sort of fill me in on, on kind of what they cover, then that'd be great. But yeah, really, really interesting band here uh, called Lizarel. It's kind of got that kind of screamo sound to it, but it's, it, there's a bit of sludge in there as well. I don't know if you agree, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it, I'd say, you know, I, I only really list Screamo when you pick when it. When I pick it. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. fine. You know, I, I don't mind it as a genre. It's just not my, my thing. I, I, you know, I, I like it from, from what I've heard. I've just, I never listened to it, you know, back in the scrams days. And um, it's just not my, my music. But, you know, and, and saying that, you know, based on those, those songs you pick, it seems to be, you know, in that basic level of understanding I have, it seems to be in rude health, you know, despite the fact that it supposedly peaked probably, what, 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, songs like this prove it because I agree completely. It, it doesn't, it feels more frenetic, more kind of scarred than I'd say, you know, that some of the kind of uh, more standard, smoother uh, bits of it, the vocals are more maniacal. Um, but that, that makes it more appealing to me as well, you know, and then, I like how it just kind of ends abruptly. You know, it feels fitting to that kind of discordant nature of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I like about this genre. It kind of crosses into like hardcore, crossed with grind, crossed with sludge, whatever. So it, it just kind of forms this really strange, desperate sound. I think I've probably said that a million times on the podcast, but, you know, I, I can't get enough of this kind of stuff. So, yeah, just really thought this was cool. Um, they seem to only put out um, sort of very limited physical products. Um, looks like there's a cassette of this, um, and I noticed they've just done a three-way uh, or possibly four-way split called Another Year in Hell, which is out uh, December, I think. So, um, yeah, really a label to watch, but I wish they'd do more. Um, yeah, and it looks like they're sort of back to releasing. So um, if you want to hear this, you can go to middlemanrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, the album's called New Human Standard, and we're going to play the song Right of Scrying.
So that was a band called Lizarel on Middleman Records. Fantastic, uh, fast stuff there. Um, keeping up the speed, but like turning up the evil, I guess, for the next one. Um, Black Wound um, have done a split with Skull Scepter on Dry Cough Records. And this is, yeah, this is horrific, kind of sounding uh, Florida death metal, I guess. Um, they've called the split Deterioration of Light, and that's just like a perfect title for this. It's just dark, spiky, churning death metal. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this band, you know, they've only really come to my attention. I don't know if they're new. I think they're a new band, but they put out a tape earlier this year on Dry Cough, and they're back already, and it's just, you know, it's just incredible. Um, you know, I, I said last week about Dry Cough, so... I won't repeat, but when we played Visions of Beyond, they said, you know, they're putting a three or four out at the moment. And, and it, I, was, I struggled to pick last week. But I think I always knew I'd come back to this one. Um, and I've kept playing it since as well. So it's, it's just it's just so good. This, you know, this band are typically kind of death metal. But this, you know, the, their side to this split, this one track is doomy as fuck. You know, it really is. It just sounds, it sounds monolithic, even as it enters, even, it, you know, as it begins. Um, you know, there's still death metal in here, but it's full on death doom goodness. You know, the doom credentials are kind of accentuated with the kind of slab thick production um, and the, you know, snail pace slowness to it. Um, and then, you know, there's these, you know, like crazy passages in there. There's this, you know, a, a whirlpool guitar madness element. And then, and then it, towards the end, there's kind of this eerie uh, and like wonderfully ghostly passage to it i just thought the whole thing is just like this magnificent sorry the whole thing is like a magnificently constructed piece of work you know a piece of death doom yeah it's it's perfect in in every way i think and um the skull scepter tracks are as good as well i think it's a perfect Mm. um pairing here so yeah it feels old school as well because they've done like 100 copies it's on cassette it's filthy it's dirty yeah, absolutely love this. So, um, yeah, we're going to play the song by Black Moon called Rusted Teeth. And you can get this via drycough.bandcamp.com. Um, not sure if they're doing any more tapes uh, elsewhere, but yeah, Drycough are putting out some amazing stuff at the moment. So, yeah.
Okay, so that was Black Wound on Dry Cough Records. Um, we're keeping it pretty deathy uh, now, but I guess this is a little bit more structured, a little bit more kind of straight up, uh, you know, um, more quite kind of cleaner production. But uh, this is out on Rotted Life uh, Records from Maryland and uh, a band called Naroth, who we've actually played before. They had a debut out on uh, Caligari Records back in um, 2020 called it dwells among us and uh, yeah this this is kind of more of the same really but yeah i just loved that record and this is even more kind of of the same kind of like filth really i, I kind of love it um mm. i think we uh, we discussed this before didn't we p but it's just um it kind of it flicks a lot of switches for us yes yeah i can't believe it's only april 2020 feels like an age since know, you know we yeah. heard from them. um but i'm glad they're back you know and yeah, they have like that, you know, they've got a real brilliant handle on that like gurgling, darkened corner death metal sound. And, you know, you can feel it crawl all over your skin in about like two seconds into the track. You know, you you, you know you're going to be pulled in. Um, you know, it's got bits of death doom in there. You know, it's like you say, it's more, more straight up than, you know, you know, more death metal, more straight up death metal than kind of Black Wound. But it still has bits of death doom. It still has like that otherworldly, finished death metal sound elements in there as well i guess um and the whole is just you know it's just filthy and, and brilliant yeah i think it's based on like a almost like a concept um of like fiction they've said that kind of talks about the fact that we've we can't save life on this planet it's too late and it's it's all kind of doom mongering kind of stuff so yeah proper depressive stuff as well like uh, when you actually sort of scratch down to the surface of this so yeah um the record's called harbinger and you can get this at rottedlife.bankup.com although i gather they've got uh, the cassette is being kind of uh, distributed worldwide and we're going to play the song the great reaping
right, so that was a band called Naroth uh, off their new album, Harbinger. That was amazing. Um, we're going to finish this week with something that kind of ticks a lot of stoner and doom uh, sort of boxes here, but um, we're a big fan of this band anyway. Uh, it's out on Electric Valley Records, uh, a band called Dope Smoker. And um, yeah, this is just fantastic, but I'm really glad you picked this. It kind of um, churns, it, it kind of drones along in, in such a way that you can't help but, um, you know, be entranced by i think yeah yeah you know that like they consistently put out really good records don't smoke you know that I, I, I don't recall seeing them on too many you know gig lineups and you know they're from south wales you know there is there's that kind of always been like a, you know really rich vein of stoner bands from from there um but they you know they suddenly come back and you know you're going to love it and each time it's probably a bit better and it's same here you know this whole record's amazing um and what i really like about them is that on first glance you have them down it's kind of standard albeit extremely good you know like proprietors of of generic classic stoner and doom sound but actually when you when you when you kind of get into it when you really you know it, it locks you in you realize there's a lot more going on. There's like they have this distinction in the sound. It's like this perma fuzzed, perma drugged overlay, you know, and it just they they lock in and it doesn't, you know, it kind of just um you know, it eschews kind of standard verse chorus structure. It's just this high, like the best way of describing it, it's like this heavily psychedelic fog shuffling the song along and it's, it's an amazing thing to experience and to listen to and to have on like have on loud on headphones. It's, they're just a brilliant band for that. You know, so they're, they're a true listening experience, um, you know, akin to being enchanted almost, you know, through the, through the power of Stoner Rock. Um, and they just do it time and time again. And the whole record, like I say, is, is, is brilliant. And they just adore it. Yeah, the sheer power of this, I think, is, is kind of what impressed me, like very sort of... Um, yeah, like you say, enchanting, captivating, and yeah, addictive maybe. So yeah, perfect, perfect name for this band. And uh, yeah, really, really like this uh, record, Devil's Bridge. Um, so yeah, you can get this at everecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, and we're going to play the song Nasdaq. <laughs> <laughs> 